Y'all, I am about to shout in the intro at this revelation Holy Spirit has given us for this Tuesday. So stay tuned throughout the entire episode. You don't want to miss it. My name is Felicia Goings, and I want to welcome you back to WordCast, where I get to bring you one positive word each week to help you win every day. Our word focus for this week is gratitude. Now, if you haven't listened to the first segment on gratitude from yesterday, I encourage you to stop right now and go listen to it because it sets the foundation for this entire week. All right, now let's jump into this. Based on the standard definition, gratitude is the condition or quality of being grateful. It can be an emotion or an attitude of thankfulness. But based on what Holy Spirit has us talking about this week on WordCast, gratitude is the cure for complaining. And it is powerful, y'all. Our anchor scripture for this week comes from Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29. It says, Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. As we talked about before, complaining is a form of corrupt communication, but gratitude is the cure for complaining. Complaining, not problem solving, is the issue because we distinguish the difference between bringing up problems to solve them and then just complaining in our previous episode. That's why I was encouraging you to go back and listen to it if you haven't already. Now, if you don't see habitual complaining as a weakness, or an attitudinal disease. I made that up so I could express this as best as possible. If you don't see it as an attitudinal disease or a weakness, you might be missing the negative impact complaining has on a life. It doesn't mean you're a bad person, but it does communicate something in the spirit to God. Let me present what I mean by that. What I'm about to share is the revelation Holy Spirit has given to me to share with you guys for this episode. Here it is. Complaining is a symbol of your assurance that what is happening in a moment of your life is greater than what God can do with it. Y'all, when I was learning this, I felt like this was a drop mic moment for Holy Spirit. I did not see complaining this way until the Lord opened my heart to perceive what complaining communicates in the spirit. It is a form of doubting God. Let me say the revelation again. Complaining is a symbol of your assurance. Catch this. Listen. It's a symbol of your assurance that what is happening in a moment of your life, the the person or the thing you're complaining about, that is greater than what God can do with it. I want to share this really quickly for those who may not be aware of it. Anytime God gives a revelation about something, it will be in alignment with his word. So if if I'm saying, hey, God is giving a revelation, Holy Spirit is saying that complaining has an effect in the spirit. We should be able to find that in God's word if God said it. Now, let me take you to the word of God to prove it. When I say the word of God, I'm referring to the 66 books of the Bible, Genesis through Revelation. I'm saying that for some of you guys who might be a little bit new to this. Genesis through Revelation is the Bible that I am always referencing. So our anchor scripture and then the scripture right after it. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 29 says, Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. And then verse 30 says, And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you are sealed unto the day of redemption. 
Complaining is a grievous communication to Holy Spirit. Sometimes people think only obvious, grandiose things grieve Holy Spirit, but really it's the subtle issues of the heart, such as complaining or gossiping or how you treat your spouse or your kids when nobody is looking. That's the stuff that grieves Holy Spirit. So in this episode, we're pulling back that curtain on how things measure up in the Spirit. And by doing this, we are maturing as believers in God. So I repeat, Complaining is a symbol of your assurance that what is happening in a moment of your life is greater than what God can do with it. If that were not the case, you wouldn't even feel the need to complain because you would be too busy focusing on the greater thing, the greater moment that's coming. So I encourage you to remain hopeful at every phase of life and in every moment because God tells us in his word exactly what he will do with the tough, bad, inconvenient, disrespectful, or extremely hard moments in life that people tend to complain about. Now, don't get condemned for confronting things or dealing with certain problems from a place of love so they can be resolved. This is not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about when we just run in our mouth and we are not looking for a solution to a problem. In one of my favorite scriptures from the word, Romans chapter 8, verse 28, it says, We are assured and know that all things work together for good to and for those who love God and are called according to his purpose. So what are you complaining about? What's been weighing on your heart or your mind and coming out of your mouth as a complaint? Let me tell you right now, whatever it is, God can use it for your good, even if it's not good. He can take the very traumas and issues and inconveniences and bad decisions of your life and work them together with other things for your good. It doesn't mean that God caused the trauma or the issue to occur or that he's the one giving you a rough time on your job or in your relationships. But God is so powerful and mighty, he can work those things together for good. Even your mistakes. Ask me how I know. Because I've been living this scripture since I found it as a little kid and it has never failed me when I made a mistake or was in error in some way. Now, I'm not advocating for mistakes. I'm just letting you know that God can use them. So you don't have to be condemned for not being perfect. Oftentimes when we've made mistakes, we can feel like we don't deserve a good outcome because we caused this situation or circumstance in our life or someone else's. And there may be some regret brewing in our hearts concerning those things. But if you will put your trust in the Lord, even in the face of your own mistakes, God can use them and turn things around for your good. Somebody might be thinking, Felicia, how can you say that to me, though? You have no idea what I've done. And though I'm very sorry I did it, I cannot change the mistake I made or the damage it caused to other people. Listen, love. I know for sure that God can work with your mistakes and bring about something good. Because Romans 8, 28 says, we are assured that all things work together for good to and for those who love God. Not some things, not just the good things, all things. See, there are benefits and merit in loving God and developing a personal relationship with him. Not in loving religion or a particular denomination, but actually being in relationship with God, giving your life to Christ and loving the Lord. Others may feel you don't deserve for God to step in and cause goodness to come from your mistakes after you've repented and acknowledge that you were in error. 
But others cannot stop or separate you from the love of God. Only you have the power to choose to do that. The mere fact that you are sorry and repentant to God concerning a mistake is evidence of your love for him and his ways. Y'all, this thing is bubbling up in me in such a way. There are going to be people listening to this episode and getting set free as they listen. Romans 8 and 28 is very clear. It's talking about people who love God or people who have a heart for the Lord. But if you out here sinning on purpose, hurting people, cheating, killing cats, and throwing all caution to the wind with no regard for the Lord and no acceptance of a relationship with Christ, then ma'am or sir, you are going to run into some hard, hard consequences. You will reap the reward of the wicked. If you won't let the word of God teach you and put you on the right path, as my friend Ty says, life will teach you and it will show you that you need God. Not a God, the one and only true and living God. And if you are not loving the one true living God, Romans 8 and 28 is not going to be activated in your life. But God, who is rich in mercy, you can find that in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 4. He's rich in mercy. So the moment you turn and repent and you turn to God and you love God, Romans 8 and 28 immediately becomes activated in your life. I don't care what people have said to discredit the Bible or discredit the reality of Jesus as a person who died on the cross as a sacrifice for our sins and was resurrected on the third day. If you are out here living like a poster child for the devil and you don't want to live that way anymore, all you have to do as a first step is call on and believe in Jesus, the Holy One who died for you. Call him right in the middle of your mess. He can save you and engraft you into a position in life where God can take your past and your mistakes and your regrets and work them together for your good. This is why WordCast is so important so we can understand the power of our words and the power of God's written word. Listen to Romans chapter 10 verse 9. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Not you might be, but if you use your words, if you open your mouth and confess Jesus as Lord, he will come to you and he will save you. And you won't be a poster child for the devil no more. So you need not worry or complain about the things you've done in ignorance or rebellion to God. You need to repent and submit them to God and watch what he is able to do with that stuff. This is the truth that sets us free, free to worship and express gratitude to God more easily, even in the difficult moments of life when you or others around you have messed up. Because there is nothing, and I do mean nothing, that is too hard for God to work out in my life or in your life. In Matthew chapter 19, verse 26, Jesus says, With men or mankind, this is impossible, but all things are possible with God. And y'all, that's something to be grateful for. Understanding that we can be here on this earth and have a relationship with God that makes the impossible possible in our life. So again, I ask you, what have you been complaining about? Complaining is a symbol of your assurance that God can't do nothing with it. But gratitude is the cure for complaining. Gratitude is a symbol of your assurance that God is greater than what is happening in a moment of your life. And he can take that moment or that situation and work it together for your good. 
In other words, God can use those would-be complainer moments of your day in a new and more fruitful way. And you've just got an explicit knowledge from God's word that he will do it. So just open up your mouth right now, right where you are. Verbally begin to express thanks and gratitude to God. Hallelujah, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We praise you, God. We glorify your name on WordCast right now. Thank you, Jesus. I'm worshiping God with you right now and expressing gratitude because he's going to work everything out for your good. Every situation of your life, he will turn it around and cause it to work for your good. So there's no need from this day forward to complain. There is a need to believe his word today and give him a praise of gratitude. Holy Spirit will be right there working in you to relax your tongue from complaining and other corrupt forms of communication and increase it in gratitude. So in you believing God's word, it will become more evident and more active in your life. Because of the word, there's some conversations you might have to cut short. If a person is just filling your ear up with nothing but complaining and they won't let you get a word in to, you know, maybe speak in love to them. You say, uh, uh, sweetie, let me call you back. I need to tend to something. Or baby, excuse me, something is tugging at my heart and I really need to go spend a couple of minutes in prayer with God. You don't have to be ugly about it. Just excuse yourself from complaining, corrupting communications. Then get by yourself and do what we just did. Worship and express thanks and gratitude to God. And while you do, he'll be working on that situation and tending to that thing. He'll even be working on other people's situations that you're giving him praise and gratitude for when they don't know how to. That's the mercy of God, y'all, because see, some people haven't been taught this. So God is merciful to their lack of understanding to some degree. But the Bible says my people perish because of a lack of knowledge. So we don't want people out here without knowledge so please share this episode with as many people as you can even if you think they won't listen share it with them anyway because see the the second part of that scripture where it says my people perish because of a lack of knowledge it wasn't because God didn't send the knowledge it's that they rejected the knowledge that he sent but our job is to be enriched and nourished by the word of God and then share it with other people and then the choice is up to them on whether or not they receive it but don't allow other people to pull you into corrupt communications such as complaining but you got to do it sweetly you got to stay in love we're not trying to offend people we do this in love just to guard your ears and your mouth now let's go over a few key takeaways from this episode before we close out with our decrees number one our word focus for this week is gratitude number two our anchor scripture is ephesians chapter 4 verse 29 but we've also moved on to verse 30 which in short they both say let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth and that corrupt communication is grievous to holy spirit number three we discussed that complaining is a form of corrupt communication but gratitude is the cure for complaining we went over a revelation holy spirit gave that complaining is a symbol of your assurance that what is happening in a moment of your life is greater than what God can do with it. But gratitude is a symbol of your assurance that God is greater than what is happening in a moment of your life. And he can take that situation and work it together with other things for your good. That came from us looking at Romans chapter eight, verse 28, which says all things work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. In other words, 
God can use those would-be complainer moments of your day in a new and more fruitful way. As you begin to use your words more and more to worship and express gratitude and thanks. You are powerful and your words and your praise is powerful. So now let's open our mouths and release gratitude over the rest of this week. Repeat after me. I become more and more grateful every single day. Good things are constantly coming my way. I become more and more grateful every single day. I take inventory of God's goodness towards me. I become more and more grateful every single day. I forget the past and anything bad. And I praise the Lord for he has made me glad. I become more and more grateful every single day. I'm grateful. Thank you guys so much for joining me on WordCast. I love you. Be sure to tune in for the rest of the week from today through Friday for the rest of the episodes. You don't want to miss them. Remember, one positive word can change your life and cause you to win every day.